Father, we pray that your word may go forth with power and love and that your spirit would glorify Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. I don't know about you as you watch the news or listen to the news day by day over the last fortnight and you see Theresa May coping with such incredible things. I'm wondering, how does she do it? You know? It is amazing what she's been through. And then yesterday, Cliff Richards, Sir Cliff Richards, things that he's been through are just unbelievable. How has he coped in this situation? Well, both of them profess a strong Christian faith. And my guess is that they've turned to the Lord in prayer. Indeed, Cliff Richard <coughs> said publicly that he prayed every day that the truth will out. So how then shall we pray when we are going through incredible times of trial and stress, times that test us to the limits, times that make us feel, what is going on here? Well, one way that thousands have found incredibly helpful is to reflect on the day that's just gone. And in particular, to reflect on what has brought them alive, what has been life-giving, brought them consolation, comfort, and what has been deadening to the spirit that has sort of made them feel really low, almost in a place of desolation. And to ask the question, not why is this happening to me, but what is the Holy Spirit wanting to teach me through this? So that we are focusing on learning from these experiences. We are together learning to live the life in all its many complex forms. And we know from studies, scientific research shows that around 70%, 70% of all our learning as people, our growth comes from reflecting on things. If we don't reflect, we don't learn to anything we like the extent that we would do. And so when we think of the examples, and many, many examples could be given from the scriptures, I've just chosen one of Mary, who the incredible turmoil, well, the shepherds coming and the birth of Jesus and the just unbelievable stress that she must have been feeling as well as the joy that must have been there too. You know, people saying things about Jesus that were, wow, mind-blowing to say the least. We read that Luke says in chapter 2 verse 19 that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them 
in her heart. She treasured them up. They were all, you know, the good things and the terrifying, the stressful things. She treasured them. They were precious to her. She didn't let them go. And she pondered them in her heart. She would have known Psalm 1. She probably would have known all the Psalms off by heart as a young woman of God. But that first Psalm, the first of these prayer poems, blessed is the one who doesn't walk and keep in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take, sit in the company of mockers. No, that wasn't Mary's way. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, the things of God, his ways for humanity, the word of God, and who meditates on his law day and night, ponders, contemplates, reflects on the things of God. Those are the people she'd learned that were blessed. Those people, says the psalmist, are like trees planted by streams of water. So if you had a heat wave that lasts months and months and months like we do, it won't go dry. It still yields its fruit in season. Leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. It's something that God is growing them because they have their roots deep in that which feeds. Now, the structure that enables this type of reflecting and praying has been incredibly helpful. It has been something that St. Ignatius of Loyola in Spain developed as part of his, uh, out of his longing to see God's people enabled to reflect, to ponder, to treasure, to meditate on the things of life in the light of God's word. Saint Ignatius was born in 1491. Many of you will be familiar with his spiritual exercises. He was one of 13 children, a family of uh, nobility in northern Spain. And as a young man, he was consumed by the ideals of courtly love, knighthood, and dreamed of doing great things. In other words, he was a young man, a young bloke, who was consumed with love and sex and power. You know, just what's, what's new. <laughs> so, it's where he was. But, when he was 30, in 1521. Ignatius was gravely wounded uh, in a battle with the French. His, perhaps he got a little bit too overambitious in his fighting skills. And whilst recuperating, he experienced a profound conversion. And he was reading the lives of Jesus and the saints. And as he did that, so in his Biographies describes how something deep within him was filled with a real excitement, a real sense of, this is what my life is going to be about. And a passion to do great things, not to show how good he was, but to do how great God was. Ignatius realized that these feelings were clues to God's direction for him. There's a verse in scripture that my peace will guide you in the decisions that you are to make. God's guidance comes through God's, the witness of God's, our spirit with God's spirit, deep speaking to deep. 
And his longing was to help others discover the guidance or the direction of the Holy Spirit. So over the years, Ignatius then devoted himself to learning ways of doing that. He called it this art of spiritual direction. Kathy Prosser here is trained in that spiritual direction. Others in our church, similarly. It's something which is incredibly helpful for so many people. But Ignatius collected his insights and prayers and practical suggestions in his book, Spiritual Exercises, and it's become one of the most influential books on the spiritual life ever written. It's based on the premise that God is there in all things. God is present in the whole of life. And he's present in our everyday life, therefore, on our front lines, to use the terms that we're familiar with now. And this structure helps us to reflect on these everyday experiences and to see and learn to see God's movement in our lives. And Ignatius uses these what we call old-fashioned terms now of consolation and desolation. We'll come on to that in a moment. But it is this structure for reflecting is rather like a trellis for a vine or for growing apple trees. If you saw um, Monty Don pruning his sort of uh, fruit trees, they were on a trellis just recently on Gardener's World, and he made sure that they went along the trellis so they had plenty of light and there weren't too many leaves on it, and it was all focused on growing the fruit. So we, he needed, couldn't have done that without a trellis, without something to do it on. And it's very hard to make the most of our times of prayer unless we have a structure to enable us to do that. Don't you find? You know, so like, what am I going to pray now? How am I going to pray? Oh, well, here's one way. The simple structure that you have in front of you that I've tried to summarize begins, uh, and if you're noting on the page, you've got some red um, numbers down the side. Those red numbers are simply ideas uh, or suggestions for how long you might do it. If you want to do it in about 15 minutes, you just have two minutes doing the first bit and two minutes the second bit and then four minutes the third and so on. So the first thing that we can do is, is to what we call center, just become still, to light a candle perhaps, and sit in a way that's comfortable and attentive. You can do this on, as you lie down before you go to bed. But um, the good thing about that is that it might make you drop off to sleep before you get to the end. The bad thing about it, you might drop off to sleep before you get to the end. But anyway, the fact is that uh, you can do it anywhere, but you know, teachers of this will say, get centered, get, sit upright, sit alert, but relax. Breathe in God's love. We've done this before. Pray for God's light to shine into our hearts, to enlighten us to see as God sees through the eyes of love. Come Holy Spirit, whatever you feel is appropriate to pray, just to be still. And then when you feel that sense of centeredness on God, you can start to recall the day that you've been through. 
If you do it in the morning, you can recall the day before. It might be the week before. It doesn't matter. But do it without judging. It's like playing back a, a video, DVD, whatever, a film, of what you've done and where you've been and who you've encountered. Just think of all those things. And then ask yourself, what has been most life-giving? What's been the thing that's really made me feel, ah, yes, that is so wonderful. And I felt so full in that place. Where have I received and shared God's love? What's opened me up? I just remember a while ago my son came home, he's 37, 38 now, and he's living over in London and uh, with his fiancée, and he just gave me this huge hug, <laughs> and he just held me in his arms, you know? It was so, so powerful. We have a great relationship, but there was something really special on this occasion. His beard sort of brushed up against my face and oh, it's my boy. I reflected on that. It's so life-giving. And so as you give yourself time to think about those things that have happened and then give thanks for that experience and treasure it. Treasure it. And then think over the day again. Is there something, or the week, has there been something that has been life-denying? <coughs> something that I've not received or shared God's love, or a huge disappointment? Something that's really shut me down? A number of occasions, Maggie and I have had emails from people who we hoped and prayed passionately would give us some funding, grant-making bodies, for this building project. And they've said, really sorry, you know, there are many applications, we haven't been, you haven't been successful, and wish you well with the project, etc., but no money. I think, what? You know, what's going on here? Maggie sends me an email, she says, starts it with another disappointment. <laughs> oh! Now, you know, it's, I care passionately about seeing this building being made good for the future, for future generations. It's not my building budget, it's just for you guys. I won't be here for much longer, will I? You know, well, we don't know. Who knows? But anyway, that's not a notice of my retirement, by the way. It's simply the fact that this building is, is uh, something we're investing together for the future. But I care about it. And it affects me deeply when that sort of thing happens. But what was it about that moment, I asked myself, that was sort of negative for me? Do I know how God was present with me in that? And also give thanks for that experience. You know, and as I've done that, I've begun to gain a better perspective. And I'm thinking, well, yes, it's a huge disappointment, but I'm so thankful for incredible people in this church who share this vision and have contributed and played their part in making it happen and, and for the amazing work that's been going on in so many ways. And this project is far bigger than money. You know, it's all about God's work and God's in charge. You know, reflecting on it in prayer. And so as Mary 
did she treasure those things in her heart and then she pondered on them and this is the final part for us to do and Ignatius says the final part is to ponder on these moments of consolation and desolation and ask what God might be saying to you through these experiences and ask God what can I take into tomorrow in this coming week from these things what is God wanting to do to grow me as a disciple of his to build resilience into my life to make me value thankfulness as a key part of our Christian living so I'd suggest that you write down anything that you sense the Spirit has been saying to you so anything like me it just go next day it's gone you know that's why a journal or a little notebook by your bed or where you pray just write it down sentence then you can look back and see those things build up over the days the weeks God's been teaching me God's been growing me God's been discipling me through these things and then just to move into the night or the day with a sense of thankfulness and peace God is with you so take it home throw it in the bin recycle it or put it in your Bibles and use it as a trellis and watch God grow your life Amen Amen